I want to do something funny before before we begin, and I have I have something important I want to share with the Chassan, with David. I want to share with the whole Chaver something important on Parshas Boy on last week's Parsha. But before I do that, I want to explain the last night of Yeshiva. Very very odd. We're holding at the heart of the year. There's five weeks to Purim. We're holding. This is the year. There's Mamish. This is, and Baruch Hashem, there's a tremendous ruach in the yeshiva. Heard Shachris yesterday was packed. In general, there's a very strong feeling. We're watching, I was schmoozing with A.R. Cohen today. We're watching guys, I'm watching, and we're all watching guys come into their own. We're seeing tremendous Ali and Ruchnes. And really, we, should, we could continue on. We will continue on, and we'll have the heart of the year for sure right now. And we'll we'll head we'll stay Beza Hashem till Pesach till the end of this man we'll have the summer's man, but I want to talk about the last night in welcoming back Ezra Bork. I want to share something. I want to share something. I was yair to David. I want to share something. I was yair to. The guy started in yeshiva. The last night is magical. And a very unusual thing the guy's doing, guys even have asked, why would a guy get up and say over his story? Guys share their stories with other guys the last night. And guys share a story. Guys stand up the last night of yeshiva. And not nobody has to. There's no, there's no even pressure. I can hardly even say there's a pressure to do it. Plenty of guys don't do it. And it's totally fine. Totally fine. Nobody's, you get up, say your story. Some guys do, some guys don't. If you don't, excellent. You do excellent. But the guys started the Sanhaga where guys share their stories. With many, many guys. Some guys share their stories. And, and, and a, guy, good, a guy shares his journey and shares his story with the rest of the Hevra. Now, what is this, what is this Indian? What's happening that guys share? Now, what I do want to say is it's not an aberration. This is a place of expression. And guys typically have shared with the Rebbe. What's shared the last night publicly has been shared with the Rebbe, has usually been shared with a dorm counselor, with a friend or two. And then the guys sit together. And obviously a lot of why guys share is to assist the next person. Is to, is to help the next person really get in touch with their own journey, understand aspects of their journey. And many guys have been helped by their friends sharing their journey, getting clarity, getting a courage to face their own journey. So there's good reasons to share and obvious gains to share. But I want to say that the, the expression of guys' journey, and the guys started it. It was not literally, it was not suggested. No Rebbe said, hey, get, a matter of fact, years ago, the first years of the yeshiva, David was here. The last night, people said goodbye. That nobody shared their journey. Guys said goodbye. They may have lectured the guys in yeshiva, take advantage. They may have sang a beautiful song. It was not done in yeshiva that guys shared the stories. The last couple of years, guys thought to do it. It resonated by other guys, and it started to become the the, the it started to become something to do. 
And certainly the gains of doing it are clear to us all. Many of us sitting here, our lives were changed. My life was impacted by certain guy's speeches. It changed practically the way I behave, the way I think I'm in the middle. I'm changing from things I heard from guys. So it's very, very impactful and it's not a chedesh. I'm not looking to say like a geshmak a chedesh why guys spoke the last night. It's very impactful. It's very, very impactful, the things that are said. The things that are taught is very impactful. But I want to say that the, where this came from, in a secular school, the way school works, and we've said this before, graduation's a big farce. You didn't graduate. Teachers taught their subjects. Teachers taught their subjects. Some teacher got up. And every day when the bell rings, he teaches science. Another guy teaches Gemara. Another guy teaches Chumash. Another guy teaches math. And the teachers taught their information. The students studied their information. And then at the end of the year, it's nothing about your gra- It's nothing to do with your graduation. They graduated. They now, another year of students taught this, taught that, taught the next thing. And then you put the next students, the next year they'll begin their studies again. And they'll graduate, basically the school graduates. It's very hard to say it's your, what did you graduate? You didn't... They finished teaching. You sat by their thing. The next year, somebody else will, sit, will, 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 will complete their course. So you, you get to celebrate. The teacher, it's the teacher's celebration. Maybe the teacher's excited. He taught a course. She taught a course. And, and, and another group, she should make a big party. Another group of students sat through her course. Or his share. And there's something very nice to that. That's very, the teacher must feel amazing about it. A student can feel good. The big chesed, you help somebody. I, or maybe it was good for you. I'm not, if you were held, it's good. It's a little bit of a farce that it's your graduation. All of a sudden, if you have a yeshiva that functions like a yeshiva, it's your journey. At graduation, you had a story. You had a story that you lived, got in touch with, the guy started saying their story because that's what the yeshiva is. A guy gets in touch with his own journey. I have two parents. I have siblings. I have a history. I have my own thing that I'm trying to advance in. I have my own path and journey called life. And I get in touch with my journey. Of course, through Tyra, through Chomesh, through Gemara, through Limerat Tyra, of course. And even, by the way, attending English classes, of course. But I have my journey, my story. I'm a youngster. I'm a person. Evolving, growing, developing, figuring out. And graduation, nobody can mimic a graduation. No secular school can have graduation like this yeshiva. None. It can't be mirrored or pretended unless you let somebody have a story and a journey. Then at graduation, it's my story. So guys got up and said their story the last night. It's natural. Because they chap, hey, I'm at a milestone in my journey. So let me tell you my journey. Where did guys think? Who th- I don't even remember when it happened. Where did it come from David's days when you said goodbye and one guy got up and said his stories and it felt right to other people. They said, hey, it's graduation. Let me tell you where I'm up to. I'm celebrating where I'm up to. I have to explain it. In a secular school, don't explain anything. They finished the math book. They're up to page 98 of the math book. 
Mazel Tov. We're up to page one for just bring it. Just hold up the social studies book, a math book, even a Chumash if you want. Lahavdil. But it's not about my journey. My journey's not related to this. Why would somebody in a secular school tell his story? It doesn't have connection to the last night of the year. It's not what we finished. We finished books. But when I have my own journey of figuring out, of getting in touch, of working through, of development, so then I have a journey. If I'm celebrating my journey, let me tell you my journey. And guys get up. It's, it's so natural. And a guy gets up. I'm saying I'm celebrating. I want to tell you a little about my journey. And every guy, there's no two guys. It's incredible because it's, it's so many different celebrations. Every guy says, I really want to tell you my story. That's what happened. It's very natural, it's very beneficial, because in hearing his story, it's changing. Ezra Bork got up in Fort Lug. He had one of the most meaningful speeches ever given in the yeshiva. If I, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to say it brief. I'm going to say brief whatever Bork says. I think, do I, 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 I trust, if I didn't feel he, I'd have a shus, I wouldn't do this. Ezra Bork spoke at graduation this is going back now. This is four years later, Ezra. But log into it. That's true. That's true. That's true. Three years ago, he spoke in the middle of the night. I think it was around three in the morning. That's what I have in my mind. I remember it was like, I, in my mind, it was the middle of the night. The night changed. There was the night before. Sometimes one guy, and guy spoke well before. His speech changed the night. I'm still different from his speech. I promise you, I say this, that there are things practically I'm working on in my life because of Ezra's speech that he gave, I believe, three in the morning. It's not my graduation. Maybe I'll tell you the last night at the end of the year. Who knows? But maybe not. But the bottom line is that, that Ezra spoke. Was it about three in the morning, Ezra? 247. <laughs> Who just said that? <laughs> For those keeping score at home. Are you, you know the baseball nerds who keep like a scorecard? I love those guys. Those are the best. Is that Howie Rose, the Mets announced, is one of the last guys on earth. He keeps a scorecard still. I'm like, with the, I'm like the Howie Rose of the yeshiva. I'm still like, I know what time. Me and Nachum know when Ezra Bork spoke. It's important to us. What can I tell you? So I'm like three in the morning. I was like 2.47. Me, Ezra, and Nachum later. We're going to fight about it. You know exactly what time Ezra Bork spoke. If you know Howie Rose, he keeps a scorecard in the Met game. You know how to do this, Yasef? You don't know how to do it? What's a ground ball? To, who here? Johnny, ground ball to short, threw him out at first. What's that called? Oh, he's in the middle of dominating. Anybody know what that's called? Any guy admit? I want to give someone else a chance. Ground ball to short, he throws him out at first. Menachem, you don't. What? 6 2. What? Six, three. That's to second base. I didn't say that, but ground ball to short throws him out at first. Six to one, no? Five, three, one is the double play? Okay, I, I, I'm not good at this. Howie Rose knows it. One is the cat, one's the pitcher. Uh, somebody called Google. Six to three. Mm-hmm. Six to three? What do they call double play? They say six to... What's the second baseman? Five? Six, four, three. Six, four, three is right. Six, four, three. Short stop is six. Six, 
Six, four, three is the numbers for every player, and people keep scorecards. What? There's not the Enneagram. This is a scorecard that, like, a certain type. You don't know these things? Okay. Kitzurk, everybody. We got the scorecards here. <laughs> the bottom line is, is that at 3 o'clock-ish, and Nachum taught us 2.47, I was just telling us the baseball scorecard, guys. Ezra Bork spoke three years ago. And he shared, he shared something. He said that when I was 13, I'm, par- I'm saying brief, I could say it a lot longer. I want to say the parts I want you to hear. So when I was 13, my dad passed away. He was my best friend. He described the close friendship with his dad. He said I was young and I didn't know how at that time to, to mourn the passing of my dad. Describe when you're 13, you don't know how to mourn. You don't have the kalim to mourn and grieve what I needed to grieve. He said that I understand in my life because I couldn't grieve, there were things inside unprocessed. And he said I made mistakes and acted in ways because in, in lieu of grieving. He said, I have learned recently to start grieving in my life and I have grieved privately. I want to grieve with my friends. And he cried with the whole yeshiva. I, it, I, almost, I don't know my life in this yeshiva. I've seen anything like this. The entire yeshiva cried with Ezra Bork, lined up one after one to hug, to give a hug, and to be Menachem Avel. At that night, about three in the morning, three years ago, Ezra, did I paraphrase the basic? I could say it, I promise, a lot, lot longer. Remember a lot more details what Ezra said three years ago. What I want to say in the impact of somebody who is willing to feel, who is courageous enough to work through instead of just ignore and push away, and the courage, as with somebody who's a developed person, and the courage to face things, to work through. My Rebbe years ago, and what drew me to my Rebbe, what drew me, and I asked myself, why did I choose him? Why was I drawn to my Rebbe? I heard a lot of people speaking talk, 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 talk. I met somebody who was experiencing. He was vulnerable to his own difficult feelings. And it was a soul who was processing life's experiences. That's what drew me to my Rebbe. He spoke about his own challenges, his own inner struggle. That's what I understood about Musr to mean. Somebody who faces, and my Rebbe told us that people are courageous, can face the whole world. He said this about light. I don't want to talk about now why he saw this in light. That people can have courage to face the whole world. Light closes the door and faces an angry mob of crazy lunatics, raging lunatics who want to kill his children and kill him. And light faces them, closes the door and says, bring it on. He's tough and courageous. And he said, I meet people who are tough like light. They're chiseled and tough guys. They can face every monster in the world except their own insides. And he spoke about light's unwillingness to face himself, which he showed us from the Torah. It resonated a lot. That they're courageous people who can face the whole world. Tough guys. But the ultimate real person, real men cry, real men feel, tough people cry out. Rev Rev Fisher came here for Shabbos and he said tough people get help. Tough people face and work and process. And that's that's Ezra Bork's speech made a tremendous impact on me. There are things I want to feel inside. 
said, I needed to grieve and need to grieve and have grieved and want to grieve with my friends. We all need to process things inside. We have different stories and different journeys. And the processing and facing is, is courageous. It takes tremendous, tremendous, tremendous courage to process and feel things that we need to process and feel. And, the, and what the tendency of men, we're very good at ignoring and pushing away and not facing. We're great at that. We could use vices from drinking to marijuana. We could become workaholics and even use hasmada for that. We're very, very good at, at disassociating, at disconnecting to what we need to process. We could use all different techniques, but the successful, courageous person faces, Hashem gave me a journey and I deal and figure out and resolve and get tremendous places from processing my journey. We spoke yesterday, we spoke before we left, that we, the mitzri that beat us up, this scene to me, I'm, I'm very competitive, I think the guys know, and it disgusts me that the Mitzri asked him for money and Hashem said, please ask the Mitzri for money. I want to shout, no, no way, no way. But Hashem said, ask him for money. Ask him for money. Go up to your oppressor, the guy you despise, the despicable oppressor, and ask him for money. And then Hashem made a nace. He got all nice to me. I would vomit all over the Mitzri appropriately. The mystery, like the Mr. Nice all of a sudden, who Hashem makes a miracle, likes me. So, Daniel, I just want to give you money. Ugh! I would run. He, he would have a harder time chasing me. To beat me up, he'd have a harder time chasing me to give me money. The despicable mitzri wants to, you're my friend now? And Hashem said to the whole Jewish nation, go ask for money, and Hashem made a nace. They were nice to us. And they handed us money, and they found chen. And we said, what was the point of that? Hashem could make us rich in any which way. The way we got rich in Parshas B'Shalach, this week's Parsha, that I hear. All the Mitzrayim died and we cleaned them out. I'm in. I would take that happily. The dead Mitzri, rightfully dead. Bizas Hayam David, I'm in. Wipe them clean. They beat us up, kill us and our children. Wipe them clean. Take all the money they have, zero problem. But during Makas, when we're leaving, that we ask them for money after Makas Chayshech, and the mitzvah all of a sudden likes me and wants to be my friend. No, I'm sorry. No thanks. <laughs> I don't want. Yet Hashem wanted. Hashem's smarter than me. And Hashem says, yeah, this is good for you. Go ask him for money. He's going to like you. What is that, Yair? And the only thing that it says to me and if it says something to you different, excellent. Think about it. I have no monopoly, Mo. But I have to understand it. What did Hashem want with that? It's bizarre. That's bizarre. Very bizarre way of getting rich. Okay, you'll get rich. Ask him for money. Bizarre, Avram. That's the way to get rich. The only thing it says to me is that the tsara, and he's the Mezar, he's the source of all my pain, he makes me rich. And there's some visual Hashem wants of me that the difficulties are not just to forget about and feel woe unto me and be a victim the rest of my life. No. Of course I have to resolve and heal, but there's something I got from this experience. We have to leave Mitzrayim wealthy people. And the wealth, years later when we're sitting partying with our wealth, I'm wealthy because, not despite. Uh, my picture, I sit with my wealth, 
I'm happy sitting with my wealth that came from Biza Sayam. But there's a wealth that came because the Mitzri ended up liking me and giving me money. And that sicko later I'm partying and I'm remembering, you know where we get people ask, where do you get this from? Whoa, fancy house, fancy car. Oh, it's from the Mitzri. My wealth and my geschmack and my success came precisely. I work through and I process things and always I should visualize the experience itself turned around and made me wealthy. The experience itself, the tsar itself turned me wealthy. It's not I survived that and got wealthy. I became wealthy from that, through that, doch that, I work through, I process things, I got wealthy from it. Not despite it, not instead of it. From that I got wealthy. That's the visual of the yid always. Naira. That's what I think why is being said here. I see as I want to welcome Ezra Bork back home and appreciate that you're here. Great. I want to say what I, what, what I, I want to tell you a vert, what I saw that night, but then I have two friends that I invited that I want, I, I'm going to ask Arie to share a song. We are tonight going to have a little shishi at 11 o'clock. I invited the Satmar Chassidim, my friends from Satmar, they have a yeshiva, and some of them are going to come tonight, anywhere from 3 to 30, I don't know how many, they're going to see, they all want to come, they're going to see with rides and t- they. I'm a yekka compared. Their times are very different than yours. And I, they're in my time zone, not your time zone. They're like three time zones. There's yours, there's mine, and then the Satmach Sidim. I'm a shtickle yekish compared to them. So we'll see. Officially, the Lel Shish is 11. They may be at 2.30, 3.30 sharp. I've run many late nights with the Satmach Sidim. They're beautiful yidden. Who I, part, I connect them in many ways. Our times are a lot of fun together. I have made many late night chills. They're very geschmack with times. Now, the whole chevr, Revaldman's coming, if she is coming. A lot of special yid not coming tonight. The kitzer is that we'll have a good party tonight. We might even be celebrating. If the wolf pack win, then we're in the playoffs and we'll celebrate. If they lose, I, you won't hear a word about it from me. When the kids can't go to the last <laughs> What? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> We don't back in anywhere. <laughs> oh, we could, you said. I don't want to back it. Okay. You can't call backing in. The other wins got them in. Okay. So either way, if, if that's the way, then we'll celebrate the other wins that got them in. Fine. I want to share, I want to share something on Parish's Bay. It was last week, Parish's Bay. Now, Avi, I want you to understand that the parashiyah satayra, it's not like in the middle of the makas you find the gishmak of art. The makas were meant for you and I, Elio. We're going to do a song. Arya, we'll do a song for the guests in a couple of minutes. I have a couple of songs I want. Where's Shleimer? Before Shleimer's not going to be here, right? Where's Shleimer? You and Arya will do something nice in, a, in, a, in two minutes. But I want to share this idea. Do you, are you leaving in like seconds? Again? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Let me take you out here. I take you your car if he wants to go badly. Heard he asked. I'm not taking my car. Whose car are you taking? Uh, I'll yeah. okay, see if there's a roof. Trying to make it work. Catch it like this. Elio, understand. The ma- we're not like in middle. Mechi, we're not in middle of the Marcus, like pulling out, pulling out like a good Vartsvi. 
please don't look at a Yair Shmuel. We're not like you read the parasha and we pulled out a good word out of the Marcus. The Makkas were meant, Hashem was teaching us. There's a Pasuk, it says, Leitz take pesi ya'arim. Hashem smacks the leitz, and pesi, the fool ya'arim, Dani gets cunning. When Hashem is, we're all pesi, we don't know, we're not knowledge. Why well, shouldn't call it a fool? Pesi is missing knowledge. We're all human beings, chaser yidiyah. Hashem will hit somebody incapable of changing. So the one who's capable of changing becomes sharp. The makas were not meant, the Mitzri didn't like get hit. He's like, hey, okay. The Mitzri was a pest, he was a late. He wasn't looking to be impacted. But Hashem hit the Mitzri and pest psayim, us, who are looking for Chachma and feel a lack of Chachma, a Pesi Yarim, it's good to be a Pesi, Shayme Psayim Hashem. A Pesi means I know I'm missing Yidi and I want to get smarter. And Hashem sometimes hits the late and the Pesi, Avi, the one who's missing knowledge, Yarim, gets more cunning. He gets more, if he knows he is, gets more cunning. He gets smart, he gets sharp. And the Makkas were meant to sharpen. Hashem was talking to us. And there are many lessons of the Makkas. They were all, it was a shear. The Iker shear of the Makkah, the, the shear, Hashem, you know, there are intelligent people who know how to give shear that a very big beginner could be at their shear and get something. And a very brilliant person could be at the shear and get something. When you teach MS, it, you know, a very, when you say a good tarot, you answer a zillion cashes. It's a lot of fun. If you ever have a good zug, you can make as many cashes. You sound smarter. Ask like 50 cashes. I've seen speakers who are great at this. If you have any truth to teach, a truth answers endless questions because it's the truth. So people find the truth, which is great, and then they build 75 caches as if, if they had the 75 caches and those caches brought them to that truth, so then it's, then it's not fake. But once you have a truth, the truth answers endless caches. So you can find the truth. Now you, what I like doing is only say the caches that brought you to the truth. You're a shtickle dishonest if you add caches. Just say over your story. I had these two questions and had an answer. Once you have an answer, you could ask 50 questions because it answers everything, but you're working backwards, you're lying. Because those questions didn't bring you to the truth. But you sound smarter. The truth answers all. As such, when you teach truth, you could speak to a sophisticated person who had the 70 questions. And with one answer, they're all answered. And you could speak to the simpleton who had one question. He has to have some questions to hear a truth. If you have no question, there's no answer. There's only a new truth if you had something that was chaser, that was missing. So you were missing and you had a truth. Hashem's truth can work on many, 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 many levels, on all different levels. The simple shear, Hashem gave the shear, gave the temakas. The simplest yid, you know what he learned? That God loves us and don't start up with me. Hashem likes the Jewish people a lot. And that's the simplest shear of the makas is I love this people, I love them, don't mess with them. That's the simple truth that is 100% truth. Hashem is very smart and his truths answer a lot and explain a lot. Makas Chayshech, I'd like to share a truth that Makas Chayshech taught. Yair, listen well. Avi, listen well to this. 
Chayshech darkness. Now the Torah tells us two things about this darkness. It says there was darkness in Eretz Mitzrayim. And it says two things. No man was able to see each other. It was dark. You couldn't see. Nobody was able to move. Now one second. That's not the dark. Do you know a darkness that you can't move, Maymay? Nobody sees. I've seen such darkness. Whoever has driven upstate New York, if you haven't tried this yet, you're strange. Most normal people have done this. You pull up. Don't do it while you're driving. That's dangerous. Pull over to the side on a dark country road and turn off the lights. Anybody I ever met has tried this once. And if you haven't done, so don't get to it. You go to the side of the road. Don't do it while you're driving. That's like the Meshugayim. That you have to be a wild seven. I don't advise. I'm just the dangerous Meshmaritan. Pull over to the side in the country road and turn off the lights. It's cool to see that is darkness. Extreme darkness. Pull over, turn off the lights. Don't do it while driving. But turn over, pull over. Don't do it for long either, you know. Never once? Oh, you stopped. You try. Oh, you done while you drive. <laughs> Everybody's done this. The bottom line is, the bottom line is we've seen darkness that you can't see. The first part. But the second, have you ever met a darkness that you couldn't move? That's a different brand. You're stuck. It's a little thicker. I don't even know what that is. I never encountered that in my life. A darkness that doesn't... Uh, that's not the darkness of night. That's a different brand of darkness. My cash is to describe Makas Chayshech in two ways. You couldn't see each other and you couldn't move. If I can't move, what does it do not seeing? It's a different brand darkness. It's not like you added more. You're talking about a different darkness. It's not the darkness that you and I, the brand we're talking about, Donnie. So I guess what I'm asking is, why describe they couldn't see? That's not to do with the darkness. You couldn't move. It's a different thing. This is a darkness. No human being moved. You were stuck. So say that first. That's the darkness we're talking about. We're talking about a darkness that nobody can move. It's almost like a, that's, the, that's the problem, that's the maka. The maka is nobody can move. You were stuck for three days. First of all, that's deadly because people couldn't get the medicine that they would die without. It's deadly people couldn't eat for three days. It's deadly. Nobody moved. So what does it describe? You couldn't see? Oh, and also you couldn't move? The maka is you couldn't move. The chayshich couldn't see is like a side thing and it was very, very dark. I hear the problem is everybody got stuck. It almost would... Now, if you tell me you got stuck, that's the maca, but it's much worse. Did anybody here ever go in an MRI where you can't see at all hands? Who did an MRI where you can't move it on a full body MRI? It is wild. It is wild. A full body MRI is wild. You're completely in this machine. I've gotten it full body and half body. Half body, when your eyes are out, even that you can't move, but chach, you could see, it's very gishmak. You look around you and there's a world. In the one where you can't move and you can't see, it's much worse. But if I would describe the experience of MRI, step one is you can't move. And I can't see makes the gzeir of not being able to move worse. The gzeir is you can't move. 
So the maka is like nobody moved. And also you couldn't see. You couldn't see like compa- like compacts. It makes it worse that you couldn't move. Not only if somebody would describe to me the, the MRI how difficult, the first thing he says you can't move. You're stuck for an hour. Now that's bad. Now if you're also full body, you can't if, if you're not full body, you can look around and you're a stickle free up here, looking, staring. If I can't even see, that's like compacts that I can't move. But the mock is I can't move. Uh, who just said that? So Leo said the Medrash's answer. I'm proud of Leo. To answer this kasha, the Medrash learns that first you couldn't see. And then it became they couldn't move. Of course, if you couldn't move, we wouldn't say you can't see first. But at first you could move. At first, the Medrash answers like Elio bothered by this kasha. So the Medrash says the first day they only couldn't see, and then at a certain point the thickness got so bad they couldn't move. So it, it, it was, it, at the point you couldn't move, it's worse than you can't see. It was only there was a time that the problems you couldn't see, and then it got to a place. The Medrash answers like yo-yo. What I want to say, Chev, is another terrace, just reading the Psukim. You couldn't see each other, it was dark, and you couldn't move. And I want to say that the Iker Bechena of Chayshech, not being able to move is... And by the way, you can answer Loizu Afzu. Not only can't you see, it's not so bad, but you can't move. You can answer like that. What bothers me is the Iker Gzeir is that you can't move. That's deadly. Not seeing is not deadly. And what I want to say is that the Iker problem with not seeing, with darkness, you can't see another human being. That tiefer than not being able to move, the Iker Gzeir of Chayshech, the Iker Nekuda, you know, you want to translate darkness? You don't see your brother. Keep in mind, even that the Torah could have said, and this is not just the cute, see you being cute, Kalish, the Torah could have said, man didn't see his brother, you couldn't see the table, can't see your pickle either if you wanted to eat one. It's not Kishmaki, can't see the watermelon. It says like Ro Ishes Achiv, a man couldn't see his brother. Who's talking about seeing another person? You couldn't see whatever you wanted to see. If you wanted to see Gefilte fish, you couldn't see Gefilte fish either. Like Ro Ishes Achiv is the definition of darkness. Wow. Darkness, the Chdushi Amrim writes that the Yisaid of darkness, the Yisaid the Chdushi Arim said, the Iker Yisaid of Chayshech, nobody can move, but that's not the problem. The Iker Bechena, the Iker Nekud of darkness, you know what Chayshech is? Nobody saw his brother. It says by the Yidden, by the Yidden there was light. What does it mean light? The opposite of darkness. What does it mean there was light by the Yidden? They were able to see the next guy. The Iker of Chayshech, this is a life changer. The Iker of darkness is the inability to see another person. You know what Ar means? What is Ar? Find out what darkness is. Ar is the opposite. What is darkness, Maymay? The inability to see another person. That I can't comprehend him. I can't understand him. I can't feel him. That I have no comprehension. That's the icker picture, picture of darkness. So then you know what R is? L'chol Yisrael and L'chol B'nei Yisrael. L'yar b'mayishvam. B'mayishvam. What does it mean that was R, Kivali? What does it mean that was R? By the end that was R. What, what does it mean R? 
you're able to see another person. That's what's Ira? You're able to see another person. That's our. Chayshech says the Chtushi Arim is Lairawish Asachim. That's what Chayshech is. This Chayshech had a beginning, you couldn't move either. But the Iker Nikud of Chayshech, what fenster, what darkness is, you can't see another person. That's darkness. It's a very dark world when you can't see another person. And our Luchol, what do you say? Avi, you hear what? So, what's darkness, Avi? The inability to perceive another person. What's lightness? That I could see another person. What does that mean? They were able to see the next guy. They were able to see the next guy. They could perceive, understand. Darkness is when I'm so much pain. So focused, self-focused on Sarah, I can't perceive another person. Can't see him. What's our? Ah, another human being. I have this, I have my wife and I have this funny, we have this funny, we have this funny exchange we do for years now. At a Shabbos table, so beautiful Shabbos table. So the Isha is a big part. My wife will put down flowers, beautiful centerpieces, the middle of the table. That's always important to us. That's always important to us. The Shabbos table says beautiful flowers. Zachin, she makes, creates. She knows how to cut flowers. She makes her own props. Beautiful stuff. And the Shabbos table is enhanced. But then the Suda starts, and I always see two people that can't see each other. I don't want Chayshech. There's no Lailat Mat on Shabbos. No, There's no Erev on Shabbos. You don't say goodnight on Shabbos, Kodesh. I can't handle that two people at the table can't see each other. And there's a big Zach blocking, so it's good for the start. The angels don't mind. They see through it. So we sing Shalom Aleichem. The angels can see everybody. But now I want to introduce. Now we're making kids. I want to introduce everybody. So my minute is I take that centerpiece and move it away. Now two people can see. Or when two Yidden could see each other, what is that? When two yid, and when two Yidden can't see each other. That's such a quiet crowd today, Rezi. They're waiting. I said Shleiman and Arya are going to sing. So. Really, what's darkness? What's lightness? Bless you. Yair, what's lightness? What's darkness? Can't see your brother, you can't feel. Revezi asked Ezra, tell me your journey here. I used to ask beginners to ask guys how they got back to Yeshiva. I should ask guys, we all come back from vacation as if we all were in the same place. Each guy had another experience. We should really get up. I should make each guy say over a story. One guy, it would be a wild journey. To Vermont and who knows where another guy to Brooklyn, Lakewood, Orlando Florida, Utah, wherever you went see another Yid see what he's going through, see his experience see his experience when you don't see another person when you can't feel and experience another person, it's and when you could feel and see I'm saying that we're wrong
Yeah, I wanted to share Dechtu Shearim. There's, there's more I want to share with the guys, but I need to hear Arye and, and Shloyme. Come, Arye and Shloyme. Come, come. Where's Bensi? What's wrong Which song? That one? Yeah, I should be holy, be 
This, the Iker problem of Kaisha is not that you can't move. The Iker thing is that you can't see another person. It's the Iker of Kaisha. It's not the, the not seeing that it's dark. I can't see another human being. It's the Iker Makilatani. Because we're asking, it's only I can't see. It's much worse being stuck than not seeing. Of course, it's the Kaisha. The Iker of Kaisha is I can't perceive another person. Even the not moving fakir, it's only that I can't tend to his needs. Tonight, coming attractions, tonight at the Beza Hashem at the Leil Shishi, 11 o'clock tonight. So we'll hear a lot of Shloima and Aryeh. I also want to address tonight, when we left Mitzrayim, there was a very strange scene that we were, car- Maish Rabbeinu, our leader, was carrying Atzmas Yosef, the bones of Yosef. Now it was a fulfillment of a Shvua, but what is Pshat in this strange scene? That we left Mitzrayim, every Shevet was carrying the Atzamais, the bones of the Shevet, of the original. Shevet Yisachar was carrying the bones of Yisachar. And Zvulun, Zvulun, and Dun, Dun. Rashi says every Shevet was carrying the bones of their deceased starter of their Shevet. And Klal Yisrael as a whole, the Sifurnu says, Maishu Rabbeinu, and his role as the Nasi represents all people, but everybody was carrying Atzmas Yosef, the bones of Yosef. Very strange, every unique Shevet carried its own bones, the bones of its founder. And Klal Yisrael as a whole, that's Maishu Rabbeinu, who's the Nasi, the Sifurnu says, carried Atzmas Yosef, the bones. What is this? What's it saying? The Torah is not history. The Torah is ever-present in our life. Leaving Mitzrayim, leaving the difficult places of stuck, and leaving the place of stuck, you know, what do you go out? Klal Yisrael carries Atzmas Yosef. They carry the bones of Yosef. That is the path out of Mitzrayim. That's not just how we got, that's how we get out of Mitzrayim. We carry Atzmas Yosef. What is that? What in the world is that picture? What is that saying? What does that mean in our Torah? It's recorded forever. The journey out of Mitzrayim is our leader was carrying on behalf of us all. It was the Hishbeyash Bias Bnei Yisrael. 
Yosef HaTzadik had made his brothers swear, the double Lush and Rashi says, Ishbeya, Ishbeya, is he made his brothers swear that they would make their kids swear that they would take Atzmas Yosef. They swore to make swear. So all his brothers swore to him that they would swear to their kid to bring out. So keep in mind, every Shevet's own Shevet took out the bones of their starter. That I understand to get out, you have to know where you come from. That I get. To ever get out of a difficult matzib, everybody who's ever been stuck somewhere, if anybody's stuck anywhere, the way out is to get who am I. That's like basic out. So the atzmais of your own shevet, I have no kasha. And every shevet carried the atzmais, Yisachar carried atzmais, Yisachar. And Zvulun and Aftali and God and Asher, that I understand. That to get out, you have to know who you are and you carry the atzmais of where you come. But they all carried atzmais Yosef. Yosef should have made Somebody, he should have told his brother, make my kids swear. Somehow he's worried his shave that would be different than the other shvatim. So let him do like all the shvatim did. All the shvatim made their children swear to take their bones out. Yosef said, Klal Yisrael carry my bones. And the question is, why is Klal Yisrael taking Atzmas Yosef? Why is Shevet done, Naftali, God, Usher? Everybody's carrying Atzmas Yosef. What is going on? Every Shevet only carried out their own Atzamas, the bones from where they come. And to get out, you have to know who you are. That's for sure. That's the way out of Mitzrayim is who am I? What am I? People want to stop bad behaviors. My mother's upset at me, my Rebbe, my grandfather, my yeshiva, my mother-in-law, my brother-in-law. But garnished help and it doesn't help. It only you have to stop because you, because who am I? Who do you perceive yourself as? At the point, this is not me, you stop for sure. It's a question of who am I. The atzmas of your own shave that I get. Why are we all carrying atzmas Yosef? What is that? All of Klal Yisrael has to carry Atzmas Yosef. Why are we carrying the bones? And it was done through Maish Rabbeinu, the Sifurna, who explains the leader, the Nasi, on behalf of Klal Yisrael. And Yosef wanted this and demanded this. And this bizarre scene, our leader, Klal Yisrael, is carrying Atzmas Yosef out of Mitzrayim. What is this? A matter of fact, the nace of Kriyas Yamsuf, Hayom Rav Ayanes, and it saw the Arain of Atzmas Yosef. The whole nace of, of, of this Chaluk of Yitzhak Mitzrayim was Atzmas Yosef. What is that? What is Atzmas Yosef? That's the source of the Yeshua. I would like to try to delve into that tonight at 11. And Be'ez HaShem coming attractions. Okay, but what about now? (laughs) Now we're stuck thinking, shucks. (laughs) No, I don't have a pshute. Isn't that amazing? But it, we, funny, Kibli, no? Say, say, okay, yeah, could, yeah, yeah, could we say the right? right. Uh, are we spoiling the lemon? No, 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 no. What do you say, are you? Obviously, it's not satisfying. Rebbe wants to go out. Whoa. So it's tell Ephraim and Menashe. Besides Ephraim and Asher. Okay. So Aryeh says, and this is very complex, there's no shave at Yosef. Aryeh says, look, Yosef at Sadik and Svarim is called an Av. He counts as an Av. He has two of the Shvatim. So he's a shtikel av, so there's no shevet to carry him. So it's Klai, so he's an av, he's not one of the toldos. Very good. What do you say? Ooh. You know that, you know that it says like that? 
And there goes Lal Shishi. No, 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 no. Excellent, excellent. No, 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 it's very good. He says they took him from Shem and they owed him to bury him back in Shem. Good time to Ruben Yang. Chazal say like that, that you stole it from Shem, you bring him back to Shem. They buried him in Shem, that they owed him that. Chazal say like you. But I want to speak about a, a different Indian. I like that Ruben start. It has to say something to us today because that's what Torah is. Torah is not... We don't study history, we study present. The Torah is saying something, it's talking. So what's that saying? What's it saying? Tonight we're going to study what it's saying. Tonight we're going to study. Be there 11 o'clock or be square. You'll hear Aryeh Shloimi. You'll hear probably when the Satmar come. They'll probably come sometime when our team comes back, hopefully celebrating a victory. Yeah. Okay, let's, we'll have Mincha next door, Chavra, second Seder in here.